Hi everyone, and welcome to the second episode of the Bring It On Down podcast. I uh, hope you all had a good week and enjoyed the first episode last week. Today it's just going to be me, uh, your host, so this might be a bit weird for you, but I'm going to use this episode for you to find a bit about me and my music taste. For anyone that watches the documentaries I make on YouTube, should already have a vague idea of what music I like. But those of you who don't, well, this is your opportunity to get to know what I think of the Gallagher Brothers and uh, festivals. As we mentioned the Gallaghers, let's talk about some of my favourite albums to begin with, shall we? See, the Oasis albums, are, I'm, I'm a big fan of Oasis. Um, and a lot of my mates and family members will know that. I think they're, I think they're bloody amazing. For me, I think What's a Story is their best album. Uh, and I think Be Here Now is very underrated for me. There was the talk that uh, Noel Gallagher doesn't like the album. Cause he was on a lot of lot of crack at the time, uh, so he doesn't even he doesn't play the songs now live at his high fine birds birds gigs, but I think be here now is a very solid album. I'd I'd even put it alongside definitely maybe for me. It's just, it's just, it's just one of them one of them albums, and I really I really do do like them. I think I think they're a massive band still to this day. Thing is, is that lately uh, Liam Liam and Noel Gallagher obviously have a feud between them, and between the fan bases, there's there's that rift. I don't know what it is. I, th- I think, I think it's just not childish uh, for Liam. I think the fans are toxic. I like both artists for me. Uh, even Noel Gagger's new stuff. I think people would people people slate him, uh, but he's doing his own thing. Obviously, I can respect Liam for making his own stuff and and uh, keeping the Oasis um, kind of rhythm tune going within his own work, but. Uh, I am liking Noel Gattaca's own stuff, I must say. I think his latest album, or uh, Who Built the Moon, and then obviously you've got the EPs, I think it's a solid album. I think Fort Knox is an amazing opening track. Obviously, Dead in the Water is probably one of the best tunes ever made. But also, yeah, his EPs. I don't know, like, Salon, Black Star Dancing, Blue Moon Rising. I don't know, I don't know about you, but for me, I think, I really do think he's he's still keeping it going. Obviously... The Liam Gallagher like hardcore fans don't like Noel at all. They think he's lost his touch. I think he's grown up for me. I don't think there's anything malicious in the way that either of them come across. To be honest, obviously Liam a little bit to Noel, but if in terms of music, I think they they're both keeping keeping it strong. And I've been to see both both people live, both from um, Liam four times and Noel twice, and they're both amazing. I think I think Liam does. I must say, I do think Liam does entertain entertain the crowd more, especially including the Oasis tracks and all that. But yeah, I think I do. I do think they're amazing. Obviously, it, dep- it depends what people's view is of Noah. I think I think that's what is one of the main things. But yeah. So I think and yeah. So their album. I think Noel Gagger's debut album is probably his best one. I think that's a given. It is one of my favourite albums. Liam Gagger's debut is also very good. I think I prefer Why Me Why Not though. It seems to have a bit more. Bit more edge. I don't know what it is about it. Um, it gives me Elton John vibes actually as well, um, especially on Halo with the piano. And I, I'm quite quite a fan of Elton John as well, so it kind of works for me. But I think uh, yeah, between the two brothers, I think I think they're both doing amazing stuff in their own right. Um, I don't I don't think I don't think I can pick between them. I, I think they're I think I think they're great really to be honest. But yeah, like some other some of my like favorite. Favorite albums um, or artists like there's Blossoms as well. I think I think Blossoms are. I still think they're quite underrated for me. Their first album I wasn't very fond of when I first listened to it because I listened to their second album when I first heard them. 
don't ask why. I have no idea. And I think their second album was quality. And I remember when their third album, Foolish Loving Spaces, was coming out. I was like, there's no way. There, there could be no way it's going to be cool like you, their second album. And when it got to the end, I thought their third album's better than the second. I think they're bloody amazing. They've got that sound as well. And I feel like after their third album, they can go anywhere with it. Yeah, like, because they came to their core. But they've also introduced like a few few uh, new rhythms, instruments into it. And I really think, I think they could um, get even bigger with uh, with the way they're progressing at the moment. I think I think they're a really good band for me. Yeah, even the stuff they've been doing during um, lockdown and isolation, they've been doing the whole acoustic isolation sets. I think it's really good. They're keeping keeping their fan base interested as well, like definitely. Their cover of Paperback Writer from the Beatles is so, so good and... I, I, yeah, I think they've definitely got more things coming from them. I think I think they're I think they're great. But saying that, when, when I say about debut albums and not preferring Blossoms as much, I think one of the best or most underrated now, I think for me, is Two Door Cinema Club's debut album, Taurus History. It might be for me because it's quite nostalgic because I listened to it when I first um, went to uni, and there's a lot of nostalgia behind it. And I think every single song on there. You could, they can play the whole album like like whenever you go to I've been to um, uh, Ali Pali to see Two Door Cinema Club and the majority of their first album was in there and you can say that you can see that as a good thing or a bad thing but I think I think every song has the right to be in that set the second third and fourth the second album is obviously a little bit same with their first um, and their third uh, game show I remember when I first listened to it and I was like this is this is new uh, it's the first kind of album I listened to where I heard progression so this was back when I wasn't listening to music as much so when I first listened to it I was like oh this is um this is new this is new style and I, I listened to it back a couple of months ago or a few months ago now and I really really liked it I think they've definitely gone the, in a good direction and after their fourth album uh, False Alarm as well it's still really really good really really good obviously they're now saying now Oto Arena's and all that, all that stuff. And I think they deserve it. I, I really do think they're really good, and especially live, really good as well. And yeah, a band we uh, mentioned last week actually, uh, DMAs. Now this band, I absolutely love. I think they're getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Obviously, if you listen to last week's episode, I'm not going to repeat too much. But their Hills End album is their best album. I think it's absolutely amazing. They've definitely got a lot of stuff going. Even with the MTV Unplugged, it showed a different side of them that they they can. They've got a lot to offer, and they can change their music, but still sound really, really good. I love the way that the songs uh, that are played live, especially play it out when they have the outro at the end. Oh, it's just amazing, and I, I do wish they had the play it out outro on the album version as they do it live. But saying that, when when you are there live and you hear that outro, uh, when you're there, like it it takes their gigs from like from an average or already good to to just just the top. And yeah, so yeah, DMA is just really good, really good. Yeah, and then also uh, a couple of bands, small bands that um, are coming up that I really, really am liking at the moment. One of them is the Lathams. Uh, you might have heard of them, you might not. They're from Wigan. 
Um, they've just brought out an EP album where they've merged um, their two albums together. So like The Great Escape and Fight On. And it is really good. They're, they're, really, they're very, they've got a lot of potential. Uh, they brought out a new single called All My Life a couple of weeks ago now. I wouldn't be surprised if they're selling selling out, um, I don't know, uh, Kennish Towns or, or the Brixton type uh, academy venues soon. And as we uh, move on to talk about festivals, I've only had a few experiences, a couple of them, but uh, I always find there's always a lot of things that seem to happen within the space of a weekend. Uh, it really is quite fascinating. And I mean that in the best way, but also the worst way. Yeah, so I'm going to tell you about what I think are the best, best and worst things are about festivals for me. Yeah, so if we're going to start somewhere, uh, I think we'll start with when you're arriving on the day. Like When there's the build-up, to a festival you, you're buying all your food you're buying all your drink and you want as much drinks you can so you're not spending so much at the bars as much as you want to bring that like, as much you want one of the worst things and I, I hate it so much is when uh you're carrying all your stuff and you're finding a place to pitch up and you, you you're trying not to make sure you're not on the walkways uh the walkways is not where you want to be and obviously especially the toilets which which i'll get to next but yeah, uh, carrying all your stuff is as rewarding as it is at the end is one of the most painful, painful things I think you could experience at a festival. Obviously, there's worse things that can happen, but uh, yeah, carrying all your stuff is uh, one of the worst things. But uh, as I was saying with the toilets as well, you don't ever see toilets as bad as what you do at a festival. I went to Reading Festival last year, and I don't know if, it, if any of you have been, but what it pretty much is is uh, it's our all uh, metal uh, cages and whatnot. This is by the campsite, and you're li- literally shitting in a big, massive dumpster. Where, when you go in, you can, as you look down, you can just see everyone shit. You can see the person shitting next to you. You can see the person pissing next to you. You just like, right, br- brilliant, right? But it, it's not even that. Like there was some toilets where I don't know if you ever had this experience, and. I feel like a lot of you probably would uh, would have, but um, there's when you open some of the cubicles and there's just shit up, up every, like even on the ceiling. You get on the walls, you get on the ceiling, you're like, oh, bloody hell. Is, is, are people shitting upside down? Yeah, uh, I me- yes, I remember last year as well, we uh, we got into, when we was uh, going to the arena at Reading, we were just trying to find, trying to find the best toilets, pretty much, because everywhere you go, obviously, obviously, whatever toilet you go in, it's not going to be that great. You're at a festival, like it's, it's what you're going to expect. But you want something that's alright. And yeah, if you don't know, uh, if you go over to the st- the main stage and go to the right at the front, they're, they're the best toilets. <laughs> I do if that was just for last year, but that's what we found. And even saying that, even just like the festival toilets, but uh, we went to the nearest spoons in Reading. And uh, I was I was getting ready to go in and think, oh, these would be some nice toys. We'll, we'll uh, take advantage of these ones as uh, we haven't got to go back back to where we were. And the, these lads walked out. I kid you not, they just shut their heads and uh, just up like, nah. And I'm thinking, nah, can't can't be that bad. And you walk in, and there's piss everywhere on the floor. Now, I don't know about ladies' toilets, but I reckon they must. Like they must be ten times better than what lads' toilets are. It it, it makes me laugh. And it's just ridiculous. Like the to- yeah, the toilets. You think at the by the end of the weekend you got bloody billions of bacteria growing on your ass, pretty much. 
and yeah, one of the yeah, one of the worst things, or I think the worst thing about a festival is is definitely the toilets. But saying that, when I say about uh, carrying all your stuff, uh, all your stuff through, um, and obviously not wanting to be near a toilet, um, I think one of the best one of the best feelings that you get near the start of a festival is when you pitch up and you crack open that that first drink and you're all sitting there with your mates. And it, I think it's one of the best feelings ever because you, you've walked from bloody car park, train station and all you want to do, you just want to bloody sit down at the end of the day and you want, you just want to drink. And yeah, that, that, is one of the, that is one of the best things I think uh, about the festival as well. And yeah, if we if we go like yeah, if we're gonna go for some best things as well is is when you go and see an artist, and it's so good, the atmosphere is so good, and you you look you're you're within the crowd, you're having a good time with your mates, whatever. But there's always that person or or that other, other group of lads, and you like seem to get a connection between you. And you just like smile at each other, point at each other. You you sing the lyrics. It's oh, it's amazing, and you're never gonna see that person again. Which is quite amazing. Or within like two minutes, they're going to disappear. But, but, but that moment when you're just both going at it, oh, it's what, it's, yeah. And yeah, the at- the atmosphere of festivals is is oh, it's, it's amazing. Like everyone, everyone is excited to see the bands they want to see and whoever they want to see. But saying that, so sometimes, sometimes what can really annoy or really annoy me is when the lineup you you want to see. I don't know your your, your favourite bands, and you've got two or three of them clashing at the same time, and it's just like, who do you go and see? I remember back in uh, 2015. Now, please don't judge me here, right? But uh, back back five years ago now, my music my music taste weren't weren't great, and uh, it was uh, V Festival 2015, and the headliners were Sabian on the Saturday, I think, and Calvin Harris on the Sunday. Anyway, so I wasn't that big into Kasabian then, and I know it's it's bad, but there was Oli Murs on on the other stage at the same time, and I went to go and see Oli Murs instead, and it was one of the biggest regrets of my life because at the time I'd never listened to Kasabian, and I thought I'd I'd just know Fire like that was it or Clubfoot or Underdog like they were the only songs, and obviously after now like with uh, Tom Megan leaving it it kind of it kind of hurts a little bit more. Yeah, I, d- I don't know why I ever went to see Oli Murs. I know uh, you might think less of me. Yeah, but cl- yeah, clashes, band clashes when when you want to see an artist, and then at the same time you have to. It's when your mates like, or your mates are going to see an artist, but you want to see someone else, and you kind of have to make that decision, obviously. But yeah, ba- bands clashing is is uh, is one of them. It, yeah, it will organise your day. Like when you, when you look at timetables, it's always always worth trying to organise who you're going to see, what time. And obviously, need to eat, need to get a drink, or whatnot. And yeah, and one of the best things is discovering new artists at festivals. Back in uh, 2016, I went to Reading as well. And there was this band called the Wombats. Now, obviously, the Wombats, they, they've got a massive reputation and following. Um, but at the time, I didn't know them. And I went to go and see them in the BBC Radio 1 stage 10, I think. I had no idea who they were. My mates did, a couple of my mates. And they were like, oh, this band's really good. So I so I was there and I was really, really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, so two years later, I, I bought tickets to their Brixton gig. I don't know if anyone was there for that, but it was one of the craziest 
uh, gigs I've ever been to. The, yeah, the crowd was just insane. And, and then I went to see them at Ali Pali and I saw them at Reading again last year. And it, yeah, if I pro- probably if I didn't see them in 2016, I wouldn't, well, maybe I'd know them now, but not, I wouldn't have known for that long. And yeah, discovering new artists at um, festivals is, I think is, yeah, is an amazing, amazing feeling. And I've mentioned this uh, in the intro on the podcast last week episode, is one of the things that I don't like about festivals and even gigs, but uh, it does go for festivals as well, is the Carlsbergs. Now, I'm not a fan of, of Carlsbergs. I don't know if you I don't know if you are, but I think it's the worst drink you could possibly put on offer. Uh, but obviously, like, price is going to be high at festivals. Right? That's, that's just the way it is. But when you're paying £6 for Carlsberg, you don't want to be paying £6. If it, anything else... Maybe a cider. Cider's all right, but when you, when you got Carlsberg, and yeah, and especially when you queue it, queuing is um yeah a, a, one of the worst things. Um, I don't know if anyone went to uh, Liam Gallagher at Finsbury Park in 2018, and the queues for the bars then still get choked about online on social media. Uh, I always see it, and it just makes me laugh. Like, but that yeah, so queues for bars, and then when you get there and you get in a Carlsberg. It's just not what you want. Carlsberg is just not, not the drink to have. But then that, but then that's like when I was saying earlier about taking all your alcohol to a tent with you, and you, you're just trying to drink as much as you can, so you don't have to pay for the, for the drinks when you get in. And that's that's one of the things I like as well is that at festivals anything goes. All right, you can get it doesn't matter. You can crack open a can at what ten o'clock in the morning. And no one will even bat an eyelid to it. It's just like, oh, sunrise, yeah, let's crack one open. Another, you can, it's best and worst, this one, uh, when I say about anything goes, is that you will stink. Like, you can you can use wipes or what whatnot, but yeah, you're going to stink. Your hair's going to be greasy, it's going to be full of dirt, and your feet are going to be full of dirt, and it's just like, but everyone else is in that same situation. And yeah, as grim as it is, it's just, it just it's just another thing that anything goes like if everyone stinks they don't care as long as I obviously looking nice uh, not covered in shit from the toilets um, yeah it, it's just one of the it's one of the best things that people just don't care they they they're there for a good time they're not obviously like obviously they're there for a good time but there, there's not much like judging and all that but, that, but now I say that I say about judging. So you always get them people in the crowd that open the mosh pit to every single song. And you, you kind of know that they haven't listened to the artist's song. Yeah, prime example is um, at Blossoms last year. Um, there was a mosh pit that opened up to Love Talk. Now, I don't think anyone, anyone has ever heard Love Talk, but it, it, it's a slow song, pretty much. And this mosh pit opened up. I'm just looking around. So like, what, what are you doing? Like, you've got to be standing there like absolute mugs. And yeah, so sometimes... I do I do like a mosh pit every now and again, but when when it's open up every single time and to the to the slow songs, you just like look like like come on. Um, and then saying that also is when uh, people bring flares or you, you know you know the saying no pyro no party. I do think they create a such a good atmosphere whenever one goes off or or when you're looking around and you've got flares everywhere. It is. It does create a better atmosphere for me. I, f- I think it's really good. Like you could say, oh well, flares don't uh, improve an atmosphere or improve the artist, but I think they do. I think I do think people go mad for it more. 
and yeah, it's just it's just amazing. And one of the other like best feelings is when you're watching your favourite artist or whoever it may be, and you stand there in the middle of a crowd, like everyone's singing around you, and you just kind of stand there in the moment, just just looking, like taking it all in. And I think that's one of the best feelings. Um, that, that you can get out at a gig, obviously, but also a festival. You, you just stand there and, and you just take it in. Like it's one of the best feelings that you can get. But yeah, but then it's when it's when all the, the your days finish. Like you've just seen the headliner, and say on the first night, and then you got to find your tent, and it's pitch black. And you got everyone walking back, and uh, I, I went with my brother last year. It was, it was there was a big group of us, but I went with my brother, and he would always he would always go off uh sorry alex if you're listening uh but he would always go off and he would i don't know how he ever found his way back he was always he was always by himself he was always like absolutely smashed but even so like finding your tent it is uh, yeah and especially like when you're going in circles and circles and you think you're in the right place then you're not in the right place and uh yeah that is one of the worst one of the worst things at, um, at a festival for sure for sure but regardless of all the all like the the bad things about festivals, it makes what a festival is. And if you've never been to one, get yourself to one because they're they're so they're so good. They're so atmospheric. Um, I don't think you could ever experience anything else like it. It's a different kind of crowd. Like when you when you're pitched up, and everyone's everyone's kind of having a good time around you. Um, even just at the tents, not even when not even when the artists are playing. It's the atmosphere of festivals is something like no other, and I, d- I just love, I do love going to festivals. And yeah, it's quite a shame there's none on this year, to be honest. Um, I had plans to go to Reading again. I know I've said Reading quite a few times. I probably have a, probably am. Um, it is one of my favourite festivals. But yeah, I think when festivals come back next year, I think it's going to be something else. Because obviously everyone's been wanting to kind of get that, and because people are missing out this year. I think next year is going to be is going to be really really good. Yeah, if if there is an opportunity for you to go to a festival, take that opportunity because it's something like no other. But yeah, so that that's kind of uh, the episode for today, the second episode. Yeah, I know it's a bit short. Uh, sorry about that. Is um, yeah, we haven't got a guest this week, uh, but I hope hope you have enjoyed the episode and you got to know a little bit about me more, uh, my music taste, just kind of see what I'm about, obviously, and. When I'm um, with other guests, like you kind of know the atmosphere, or, or or you just know a little bit about me. Yeah, so sorry. Yeah, sorry about the sorry about the short episode. But before we go, I'm just going to tell you about my track of the week, and I did mention him earlier, and his EPs. So that might be a bit of a clue. But it's "Sail On" by Noel Gagger's High Flying Birds. Go listen to it if you haven't. It's a really good song. And yeah, so that's the end of the second episode of the Bring It On Down podcast. Uh, we'll be back next week. Hopefully, we'll have a couple of guests. And uh, yeah, see you later.